This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. It's our biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. BBC Sounds. Music, radio, podcasts. Hello and welcome to The Way I See It. Now, don't worry. Since wandering the galleries of MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art in New York, I haven't started speaking with a transatlantic accent in a craven attempt to fit in. I'm still the same Alistair Souk, your guide in these programmes. And we're still in the business of opening up the collection here to the sharpest creative minds of our time by inviting them to choose their favourite work of art and tell us why they see it the way they do. But as we reach the halfway point of the series, in this episode number 15, we do have a little surprise in store. Because the voice you just heard belongs to Glenn Lowry, and he runs the place. More to the point, for the last three years he's been overseeing the colossal $450 million expansion and rehang of the museum, which this year is celebrating its 90th birthday. So it felt right that he, along with all our other guests on The Way I See It, should be offered the chance to pick a single piece from MoMA's vast collection. And I'm delighted to say he was up for the challenge. I had this fear that because, of course, you're the director of the whole place, and how many works are in the collection? There are a couple hundred thousand. A couple of hundred thousand, right? It's not the easiest choice, and that maybe, you know, politically it might be sensitive, but no. Well, it is politically sensitive because, you know, a parent loves every child equally. So trying to find the one work that felt just right at the moment uh, was a challenge. But on the other hand, it's what I love doing. And this piece that you're talking about, this one work, it fills a gallery. And there are screens and lots and lots of different photographs in wooden frames, which I assume together piece together some wonderful poetic narrative, which I'm hoping you're going to tease out. But tell me about it. Well, they do piece together not just one, but many different narratives. The Museum of Chance by Dianita Singh, a great artist from India, is in fact a work that you can make and remake and remake again and again and again. It consists of over 160 photographs that she took over a 30-year period, and it allows you, us, the museum, but you, the user, to construct your own museum. And her idea is that you have this scaffold, which are these two big screens, like room dividers, plus these individual boxes arranged on the walls that you can combine and compose as you wish. But when you say you can, I mean, we, we can move the screens or no, that's not really encouraged. Well, we we're can... a museum, so if you were a private individual that was in your home, you might be able to move it here. An enormous apparatus comes into play where conservators <laughs> come out and preparators come out and the screens are moved. That's a polite way of saying, don't touch it. Yeah, yeah we're not yeah. going to do that. No, yeah. please don't touch. <laughs> but in fact, what's so exciting is Dianita will be here uh, in a couple of weeks and she will activate the 
museum for us the way she imagines we would do it. But even in this current condition where you see it with the screens up, all these beautiful photographs arranged in their boxes on the wall, we had a lot of choice. So for instance, one of the curators who was working on this project loved the idea that there were photographs that were gestural. And she created her own museum of gesture out of the museum of chance. And is that what we're looking at here now? Well, that's what we're looking at on the wall just over here to my right. I see. And if you look carefully, what you see is this fantastic photograph of this gardener who's pruning his bush with his arm outstretched and the scissors clipping. And it's as if this incredibly dramatic gesture or this very subtle gesture of a woman holding two small vessels. In each case, what Dianita has done is to focus on hands and to see the way in which hands come alive. And these individual photographs, if you think about it, were buried within many other photographs, and we extracted them from within the Museum of Chance. So you said it's 160 images? Over 160 images. So does that mean that all 160 or more than are here in the piece or that somewhere there's a box where some maybe your curator decided actually those 10 we don't need for our museum of chance and they've been left aside or they're all here but not all on display so in fact if you look at these boxes that are on the wall they're actually quite thick maybe three inches thick and inside the box are other photographs so there's a dimension here of what's revealed but also what's hidden And what this means is that there's an infinite number of possibilities that can be constructed out of this piece. An infinite number of possibilities. I suspect Glenn's description would also work as a manifesto for the new look MoMA. And it's highly significant that he's chosen something by Dianita Singh. Not a dead white male from Europe or North America, you know, one of the obvious big hitters from yesteryear like Picasso or Jackson Pollock, but a living woman from New Delhi, where Dianita was born in 1961. Glenn's choice underlines the big shift within the art world in recent decades, as at long last things have become truly global. There's no single centre of modern and contemporary art anymore, London, Paris, New York, but now multiple centres, Lagos and Los Angeles, Mumbai and Shanghai. At the same time, it's interesting, on a personal note, that Glenn has chosen something by an Indian artist. Because even though he's been in charge here for almost a quarter of a century, since 1995, in fact, his own background as an art historian isn't in modern art at all. As it happens, Glenn has a doctorate from Harvard in Mughal painting, the classical miniature painting of Islamic India. So from the off... He's offered an alternative perspective here at MoMA, which helps to explain why he feels drawn to the Museum of Chance, which, by the way, is a wonderfully immediate and accessible work of art. All the photographs in the Museum of Chance, which dates from 2013, are black and white, a reaction, perhaps, against the saturated colours of everyday Indian life. Even so, they feel like snapshots, giving the whole installation an air of intimacy, enhanced by those teak frames or folding screens in which they've been placed, like items of domestic furniture commonly found in Indian households. There are several figures that were incredibly important to Dianita, and still are. One is this eunuch, Mona is her name. Dianita grew up in what I think one might call middle or upper middle class Delhi. These eunuchs 
would come to celebrate a birthday or a marriage or some important event, but then they would also retreat to their homes and they lived a very communal kind of life, but a difficult life. The other person who is incredibly important to Dianita is her mother. Uh, And both her mother, Noni, and Mona figure prominently in the images here in this archive. And I think there's a picture here where you've got Dianita's mom, who looks quite a lot like Dianita, and Mona uh, the eunuch. She introduces you through this archive of images, not just to a whole range of things, cars, domestic environments, but also very much to these key figures who are central to her life. Whilst you were talking, a couple of things I noticed. It appears as though she's taking pictures of perhaps a television screen. Totally. She's, these are, so there's something very domestic about this. This is, this is her mindscape. It also seems to me that it's a brilliant metaphor in a way for what MoMA is about now. Because my understanding is that you're going to be changing the displays really regularly, much more rapidly than before. And so that sense, not of chance, but of things changing, of being slightly provisional, perhaps, not fixed. That's a really important theme and idea now for the museum, isn't it? Absolutely. And in fact, it is both a metaphor and a microcosm of what we are. And Dianita, who's got a poetic side to her, in addition to being a brilliant photographer, wrote this wonderful comment about her museums in general, because she's made many different ones. To me... The museum of the future, she said, is small and portable. It's organic, it's organic and allows for change allows and growth change. continuously. An ongoing museum. Perhaps it's a suitcase museum on wheels. They may be affiliated to larger institutions and take facsimiles from their collections. Or they can be standalone. I love this notion of change and growth continuously. An ongoing museum. Some museums, historic museums, the Grand British Museum, the Fantastic Louvre, those are kind of museums of record. They're monumental in scale and monumental in ambition. Museum of Modern Art is actually about a proposition or a series of propositions. It's a work in progress that evolves and changes. And so the Museum of Chance realizes in its very essence that sense of continuity and change, of growth, but also of scale that can become intimate. One of the great things about the Museum of Chance is that she has built into these beautiful screens. Come with me, I'll show you. She has built into the back of these screens little cupboards with chairs and stools. So as you construct your museum of chance, you can remove one of these stools. I can't touch it because our conservators will go crazy. But imagine that they were here to pull that out for you. And now you can compose an almost domestic setting right here in this large gallery by using these stools. And in doing that, you break down the scale of the piece, but you also create a different way to see it because we're standing, and so we see things at our eye level. But when we sit down, we have this more panoramic view. One of the things that has genuinely been really interesting me and puzzling me a bit is because I understand here's this vision, the ongoing provisional museum, but am I right in saying in 10 years, MoMA will celebrate its 100th birthday? 
Correct. It's a frightening thought, but it is true. <laughs> and there are, of course, works here that date from you know, the 1880s, possibly even earlier in the case of photography. Indeed. So those are now really historical fixed points in art history. So how do they fit into the ongoing provisional nature of the vision you're describing? It's a fantastic question, and it is actually a question that we think about all the time. Our mission, our goal, is to make even the most historic work in our collection feel current today. In other words, to put it in a context in which its power, its immediacy, its radicality remains powerful today. It's to take that work from the late 19th century and put it in conversation with work from today. And our challenge is, how long can we continue to do that for? And here's where I think Dianita so understands the importance of memory, of tradition, in the construction of the present. And that's really the space that we navigate, right? The immediate past and the moment we live in. The funny thing is, Dianita Singh's Museum of Chant almost didn't make it to MoMA. The fact it did has nothing to do with chance and everything to do with maternal wisdom. Dianita is in Delhi at home with her mom and they're just having a quiet meal when she gets a call from a dealer saying the Museum of Modern Art wants to buy your Museum of Chance. She thinks it's a prank. <laughs> She's convinced, like, no, no, that, no, no, that's just never going to happen. Uh, and her mom, who's clearly a very wise woman, says, you know, don't, don't, don't disparage it. Take the phone call. See, you know, maybe it's real. And of course it was real. We were absolutely determined to acquire this work of art. And so we had to spend a lot of time convincing her of our seriousness, uh, and we were very serious, but also our commitment to display it. And MoMA honoured that commitment because here it is, front and centre of an ambitious new display called Surrounds, presenting 11 similarly impressive large-scale installations created by living artists from all over the world over the past two decades. You know, the thing that I love about Dianita is she is the most sort of haptic person I know. She loves touching books, touching photographs, touching textiles. She's got this remark... And look at the beautiful craftsmanship of these screens that she's made. I mean, they're just such attention to detail. So for her, when she thinks about the archive, she doesn't think about it as a dusty, dry dead place. She thinks about it as a place full of information that's alive. If you wanted a slogan for a museum, that's one right there. Information that's alive. And there'll be plenty more living information and challenging mind-bending art in the second half of this series later this year. Thank you for listening. Discover more incredible works of modern art by searching for The Way I See It on BBC Sounds. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. It's our biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.